Be seated. It's great to see you this morning at Gratis. Um, I hope, uh, I don't know what your week's been like, but I'm glad you're here today to start off a brand new week. Uh, if you're here for the first time, we welcome you. Uh, hopefully you've got one of our Connect cards. Please take time to fill out this card at some point during the, this morning because at the end we're going to take up uh, an offering and you can drop these cards in as it comes by. So if you've got prayer requests or praises or anything that we need to know about, address changes or stuff like that, make sure that you note on that. Also, next Sunday, uh, we'll be having, uh, it's a fifth Sunday, so we'll be doing a couple of things. We're going to actually have our breakfast here, and uh, we set up tables, and everybody brings in uh, their favorite breakfast item, casseroles, and all that good stuff. It's always good, let me put it that way. And so... Just come on over and we bring the, the juices and the, and the coffee and have all of that. But we enjoy, we do it once a quarter. And then we're going to have um, our Lord's Supper will, will be next uh, Sunday as well, have communion. And then in two weeks, we'll be having baptism. Uh, so that's the first Sunday of August. Isn't it crazy? School, the teachers start back this week. Isn't that crazy? Some of y'all I know are going, where did my summer go? And some of y'all are going, you know, I wish I was a teacher and I had a couple of months off. Well, if you've ever taught as a teacher, you need those couple of months off. I've been there and done that, so I know how that goes, all right? But anyway, in two weeks, on all, first Sunday of August, uh, August 6th, we'll be having baptism. So if that is you and you know you want to be baptized, uh, we're going to bring in the baptismal pool and we're going to take care of that that day, okay? So what we're doing a little bit different, worship team's already stepped down. We're going to go straight in this morning to our teaching. I told Caleb I needed a little extra time because we're doing spiritual gifts and gifted. And this is something that is, I don't know if you know what your gift is. I know I remember when I discovered uh, what my spiritual gift was years ago. And I've taken several inventories and tests through the years to kind of find out how I'm gifted. Here's the key. Every person that has accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior and responded to his love, had, in that moment has been given a spiritual gift. You've been given a gift. Now, you might not know what it is. There may be those that are around you that live with you that can identify that gift because they see it in you. But every believer has a gift. And so I want you to take your Bibles. We're going to uh, be looking in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. So I'm going to read this section, and it's quite lengthy. And, and I've changed up a few things. Remember last week I told you there are those that say that there's seven gifts. Some say there's nine gifts. Some say that there's 16 gifts. Some say there's 23. Well, what I've done is I've, I've gone straight to the Bible, and I'm going to just give what the Bible says is the gifts. And it's a, it's a little bit more than 16, but we're going to cover them all. Now, we're not going to get all, all of them today. We're going to get half of them today covered. But I'm going to do a little bit of teaching out of uh, 1 Corinthians 12, and then we're, we'll start identifying what these gifts are, okay? This is exciting stuff. Beginning in verse 1 of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, Paul is talking to them, and he says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware. You know, that, uh, you know that when you were pagans, that means that when you were not believers, you were led astray to the mute idols, idols that could not speak, however you were led. Verse 3, Therefore I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God says Jesus is accursed. And no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Now, there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of ministries and the same Lord. And there are varieties of effects, but the same God who works all things and in all persons. But to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. That's important. The gift is given for the common good. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, and to another the word of knowledge according to the same Spirit, and to another faith by the same Spirit, and to another gifts of healing by, one, by the one Spirit, and to another the effecting of miracles, and to another prophecy, 
and to another the distinguishing of spirits, and to another various kinds of tongues, and to another the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually just as he wills. That's an important verse right there. One and the same Spirit is working here to distribute as he, the Holy Spirit, wills to give the gifts to us individually. Okay? Now, verse 12. For even as the body is one and yet has many members, and all the members of the body, though they are many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greek, whether slaves or free. And we were all made to drink of one spirit. For the body is not one member, but many. And now he begins to, to give us a word picture of what this looks like. He's comparing it to a physical body. He says, for if the foot says... Because I am not a hand, I am not a part of the body. It is not for this reason any less a part of the body. And if the ear says, because I am not an eye, I am not a part of the body. It is not for this reason any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, that would look funny, wouldn't it? Hey, kids, wouldn't that look funny if the whole body were an eye? I saw a movie this past week, and it was a dude that was wearing, I think it was... Um, the one uh, the, where the kid, what's the one where the kid is the son of the God of the water or whatever? It's uh, one of, you know the one I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, that's that one. So it's Percy. Yeah, Percy Jackson. And he had a friend, dude, and that dude had one eye. Remember, he wore the glasses in the movie, but he had one eye. And I thought, well, I thought about that. I said, what if the whole body was one eye? We'd be, that'd be weird looking, wouldn't it? Just this big eye going around. It's not that way. If the whole body were an ear, that'd look funny too. Where would the sense of smell be? He said, if the whole body were here, where would be the sense of smell? But now God has placed the members, each one of them in the body, just as he desired. Now that's, that's worth underlining. God has placed the members, each one in them, in the body, <coughs> excuse me, just as he desired. Verse 19, if they were all one member, where would the body be? But now there are many members, but one body. And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, or again, the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, it is much truer that the members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary. And those members of the body which deem less honorable, on these we bestow more abundant honor and our less presentable members become much more presentable. Verse 24, whereas our more presentable members have no need of it, but God has so composed the body, giving more abundant honor to that member which lacks, so that, this is, this is what I've underlined, so that there be, be no division in the body. That's a key teaching point. God gives spiritual gifts to the body so that there can be no bragging about it but there can be no division because a gift is given to individual members you see and you you don't do anything to 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 boast about getting it god's the one who gives it so there'll be no division in the body but that the members may have the same care one for another now check this out church we've been living this verse this past week in the life of the Calvert family. Uh, many of you know about it, some of you may not know, but our little Libby Calvert, seven-year-old daughter of Matt and Esther, who've been with us at Gratis since we started, went in for a, a normal well check and ended up having a malignant tumor over her in her chest and has already started chemo treatments as of this past Tuesday. Little Olivia's home right now. Uh, she's right over here in Gratis on Friday, but she's going to have to go back next week, I think, for five days. But we've known some other children. This is something that hits children mainly, but we've known other children that have had this type of cancer that are still with us. But this is going to be a journey. This is going to take our church through a journey, a journey of faith. And I'll say this about the Calvers. I love them. They're great people. And I'll tell you this, they, are, they, they believe in a great God and they have great faith. 
And so we're coming alongside them in this journey as we pray for Libby every day. But listen to this verse. I thought about them as this verse. Think about John here. John's going for surgery on Wednesday. And he's been battling it, but God's been good. He's been faithful answering prayers in it. But listen to this. If any one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. Now, how precious and how special is that? You, if any one member of the body suffers, all the members suffer with it. If you've ever gotten up in the middle of the night and stumped your toe on the way to the restroom, you know what I'm talking about. When you hit that toe on the corner of your bed, you had instant pain all over you. And that one little toe, it's not big, but that little toe lets you know real quick the whole body suffered, didn't it? It suffered. I had somebody told me this past week, it was Emily cutting my hair. She said her husband, T, got a little... Uh, a splinter in his knee while he was doing something. He ended up having to go to the emergency room to get that uh, thorn out of his knee. He said it's the worst pain he'd ever had in his life. A little thorn in his knee. But listen, you don't think about it when you just go through life, but you let something happen to just one little part of your body. Your whole body tells you about it. My back went out after weed eating and doing a whole lot of work. I've been to chiropractor two times this week, but my wife didn't used to sympathize with me with my back problems, but when she got back problems, guess what? She started sympathizing. So now when I have them, she tells me, Honey, I know what you're feeling now. And I'm like, Thank you, Lord. And so when I asked her, Come over here and rub my back. Come over here and do this for me. Guess what? She gladly does it right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I, I didn't ask her about giving that, but I'm glad she's back. She went to see her mama for a few days, so I ain't had my back rubber over there at the house, so... But anyway, glad you're back, sweetie. But individual members. If one member is honored, which means glorified, is lifted up, if one member has a great thing happen in their life, guess what? We all rejoice with them. We all rejoice with them. I know this past week, when they suffer, you suffer. When they rejoice, you rejoice. And so you, you experience life together. Now you are Christ's body, and individually members of it you are Christ's body and individually members of it and God has appointed in the church first apostles second prophets third teachers then miracles then gifts of healings helps administrations various kinds of tongues and then he says this verse 29 all are not apostles are they all are not prophets, are they? All are not teachers, are they? All are not workers of miracles, are they? All do not have the gift of healings, do they? And all do not speak with tongues, do they? And all do not interpret, do they? But earnestly desire the greater gifts, and I will show you a still more excellent way. Now, that's a lot of scripture to read, but to me, that... We're not going to cover all those verses, but it's important to see the whole context of, what, of where we're going today about spiritual gifts. And originally I had a list of 16, but it didn't have some of these uh, that are in here. And I, I just prayed about it this week, and I said, I'm going to address every one that's listed and share a little bit about what it means. And so are you ready to go on this journey with me? You excited about it? Let's go. All right, two points right off the bat. <clears throat> two points here. Number one, don't be unaware and uninformed. That's found in verse one. Don't be unaware or uninformed about your spiritual gift. You need to know. You need to know. You need to know what it is. Okay? So that's the, that's the first point. Second one, don't be led astray. That's verse two. He said many of them were led astray because they didn't understand. They didn't know. And there's, listen, there's people that have taught, and I've heard this before, there are people that have taught, oh, you must have this gift in order to be saved, this particular gift. Have you heard somebody say that before? Particularly in the area of tongues. I've heard it down south before. People say, unless you have the gift of tongues, if you don't have that gift, you've not been saved. Well, he just said in the text, all do not speak in tongues, do they? 
All right? So, listen, don't be led astray by this teaching. I know most people have never done studies through uh, chapter 12, chapter 13, and chapter 14. But we're going to, to dive into it over these next few weeks, and it's going to be good. But here's the next point. Notice he says in verses 4, um, four through 5, there are varieties of. Varieties means that there's just different kinds. And notice he says in verse 4, let's move to the next slide. Oh, that, needs, that spirit needs to be up there to the right. I don't know why it's doing that. But there are varieties of gifts. Caleb, can you move it? There's varieties of gifts, but the same spirit. The spirit's supposed to be under, but the same, okay? Then there's varieties of ministries. The word ministries actually means service. But the same Lord. Now, the next part, that's verse 5. Verse 6 says there's varieties of effects. Effects is when you see how a gift is being worked out, demonstrated, or an activity of a gift. But there's the same God. Now, what we have here is we have, if you look down that right-hand column, you'll, if spirit were over there, you would see spirit, Lord, and God. Now, check this out. The, the, the meaning of this is significant because the gifts are given by the spirit. But God is glorified through the gifts and being exercised. And also, the Lord Jesus is a part of this equation. Because look back up in verse 3 of chapter 12. It says, no one can say who is Lord. Jesus is Lord itself by the Holy Spirit. So this gives us the Spirit, Jesus, and God the Father is involved in this giving and distributing of gifts so man that's the godhead isn't it church you're we're baptized in the name of god the father of his son jesus and of the holy spirit so this is a beautiful thing to see in this teaching right off the bat and next what i want you to see is this he says in verse seven but to each one is given the manifestation of the spirit for the common good it's for the common good it's for the body and this word manifestation is actually a word that means expression or exhibition. It means exhibit. If you've ever been to, uh, if you've ever been in business and you go around and you travel to some of the conferences, they have exhibits everywhere, don't they? People trying to sell a product or move a product or a company or promote their material. That's what an exhibit is. But you and I, as members of the body of Christ and, and individually members, but we have a gift that gift is on exhibit for others to see. And when they see that gift being expressed through you for the common good of the whole body, then God is glorified and we are serving others in the process. So it's a beautiful thing to see. It's, it's said in verse 7. But notice the next verse, verse 11, I want to point out. It says, but one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each individually just as he wills. So what I see here is the Holy Spirit is the one who's distributing these gifts just as he wills. Check this. One of the main points about spiritual gifts is that all believers don't have the same gifts. That's one of the main points of this whole teaching is that all believers don't have the same gifts. Now, what does that imply? That implies that we all need each other. Are you with me? That's what it means. That's why he went into the saying, all the body is not an eye or an ear or hearing or a touching. All the body is not a nose, the smell. That would look funny too. But what he's saying is, is that we don't have all the gifts. And here's the, another truth that's in this that I want to share with you today. It says when believers think, when believers think that they have to be just like someone else in gifting, ministry, service, or effect, then they are put into bondage. Did you check? That's worth taking your phone and make a copy of that. When, when believers think 
that they have to be just like someone else and gifted, then you're put into bondage. And any teaching that says you need to have this gift or that gift or you need to have all of these gifts is not the right gift and not the right teaching. That's false teaching. And you're put into bondage. That would be just like if you were in that church and said, oh, if you, if you all don't have the gift of healing or if you all don't have the gift of service or if you all don't have the gift of tongues, then you're not a believer. That's a false teaching. For all are not prophets, are they? No. All are not apostles, are they? No. All do not speak with tongues, do they? No. But there are those who teach that you must have that all. And that is false teaching. That is false teaching because this is taking it straight from the word of God. And this is why Paul is saying, I don't want you to be uninformed, unaware, and I don't want you to be led astray in this area. Okay. Check the next point. The gifts that are given are, the, the word gift comes from the word, uh, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> charis, C-H-A-R-I-S. We get that word charisma or charismatic. Some people, charismatic's not a bad word. It's charisma. Uh, you know, people are, are attracted to people that have charisma about them. But what it is is that word is used in a good way for people to be attracted to the gift that they see being exercised in you and I as we serve others. Now, it is a gift of grace. It, these are grace gifts. And, and that's what I love about it. It's, grace is us receiving something that we do not deserve at all. Okay? Grace is you and I receiving something that we do not deserve at all. Mercy is us not receiving what we do deserve. That's the difference. Mercy is us not receiving what we do deserve, but grace is us receiving what we do not deserve and God has given out this gift of grace and notice it's not given according to merit and it's not given according to hey I want to request I want to have that gift I want to have the gift of wisdom well guess what you don't get to choose the gift you don't get to pick the gift I don't get to pick it so if I didn't get to pick it and I don't get to choose it then What's the point? I shouldn't be jealous if I see that gift in someone else, or I shouldn't be envious if I see that gift in someone else. I should just go, okay, that's how God's gifted them for the body, just as he's gifted me for the body. Now, does that make sense to you? If he gives you the gift, you can't request it. In fact, <clears throat> early on, there was, a, there was a guy that saw the apostles as they went through, and they, and they were able to to lay hands on people, they received the Holy Spirit and people were being healed. There was a guy that saw that. And he went up to them and he, he requested to get it. He wanted it because he was going to use it for his own profit and gain. But guess what? They said, listen, it don't work that way. You can't buy a gifting from the Holy Spirit. You can't buy it, you can't earn it, you can't do anything but respond to the love of God and receive Jesus as your Lord and then you get gifted that's how it works okay so that's the foundation teaching so now I'm going to take time to go through the first 11 of the gifts that are listed okay and so each one of these is going to start off with this at the top L let me give you the list first that I came across Remember, I had 16 the week before. Now that list has grown to like 20. Some of them are kind of shared, so it's 20 to 21. I'm not worried about the number. I'm just going to give you what's in the Word, all right? Here's the beginning in alphabetical order. You got administration. You got giving. You got apostle. It said first apostles. Healing slash miracles. Discernment. Helps. Evangelism. Hospitality exhortation knowledge faith and then the next slide has the remainder of them leadership mercy that's supposed to be on down below pastor shepherd is another prophecy 
service, teaching, tongues, and then interpretation. I put tongues as one and then interpretation of, is another, but I put them together because we're going to talk about that together. And then wisdom. So that's the listing of the gifts. Okay? So here we go. We're going to start with the first one. And if, if as I describe these gifts just briefly, you might go, yeah, I've seen that in this person. Or you might be thinking, yeah, I might have that. I might have this gift. So let's start. The first one is administration. And each one of these is going to have this at the beginning. It's the supernatural gift given by the Holy Spirit. So why is administration important in the body of Christ? It's given to guide, to steer, and to wreck God's people into effective ways to accomplish goals and plans. People that have this gift, the word actually administration, when you look it up, is it gives a word picture of a pilot, a captain of a ship, of a pilot who is actually guiding, steering a ship into port. And so that's the word picture that it gives. A person that has this gift is the one who's able to take all the details to be able to get some projects done and work done, and they're able to take those goals and plans and to lay out step-by-step step a way to see that be accomplished is the gift administration now leadership seen, sees the big picture the difference between leadership and administration leadership sees the big picture of what needs to be done but administration sees the details and then they give you step by step how to get those details done so it's good to have someone with the gift of administration in the body it's needed okay if, if you don't have it then guess what Everybody's kind of running around, just, they don't have order. They don't have, it's, it's, it doesn't seem like anything's getting done, but these people that have this gift help get it done, all right? They, they are very detailed, get it done people, all right? Next is apostle, gift of apostle. It's a supernatural gift given by the Holy Spirit to those who are sent out on mission by God to share the gospel in new areas. The actual word means messenger, ambassador. It means one who is sent forth. And who is that one sent forth by? He's sent forth by, from God. And so some, some that teach, well, the apostles were those early guys, and there were the 12 disciples that were apostles. There was Paul, who was an apostle. There was Barnabas, who was an apostle. And there's a couple others that are mentioned. So I understand those that get into apostolistic teaching of the scriptures. I understand that. But there are, there are those, by, by this definition, are there still people being sent out by God into parts of the world to carry the gospel where it's never been before? And the answer to that is yes. And so from that standpoint, there are still some apostles who are, you know, I'm not talking about the original 12. I'm talking about there are still those who are going out, sent by God into the world to carry the gospel. So I'm trying to clarify and give you some clear teaching on what this means at this point, okay? Next, discernment. Discernment. In this text, it said the discerning of spirits. It's a supernatural gift given by the Holy Spirit in order to know with confidence if individuals' teachings or motives are from God. People that have this gift, they long recognize before other people if, some, if, the, if this is true teaching or false teaching. They recognize it way before others do. And they kind of look around go, going, y'all, hey, 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 y'all don't see it. This guy's not real. Why are you following this fellow? This fellow's not telling you the truth, man. He's not into the word. And by the way, how do you know and how do they discern? Discernment is never given as a gift to judge others. Discernment is given as a gift to pray for and to protect others. Okay? And so when God gives people a discerning gift given by the Spirit, it's to help to keep from the 
the church being led astray by false teaching and false doctrine. That's what it is. So the gift of discernment is, is needed within the leadership in the body of Christ. Okay? All right. Is this helping? Anybody learning anything in the room today? I feel like I'm in a classroom teaching is what I feel like. You know, I feel like I'm back at Athens Tech teaching spiritual gifts 101. All right? 101. Here we go. We, we, we only got a few more. Here's the next one, evangelism. Evangelism. And I, I know this is the E word. Everybody that doesn't really want to like evangelism. Does that mean I've got to tell people about Jesus? Does that mean I have to? Man, I don't know what to say. I'm afraid. I don't want to talk about Jesus. What would they call me a Jesus freak? They'll say things bad about me. Or, or they'll not like me anymore. Well, listen, people that have the gift of evangelism are given a supernatural gift by God, the Holy Spirit, to clearly share with unbelievers the way a person becomes a follower of Jesus Christ and to create a desire in them to know him. These people have a gift that is so uh, special as they share the love of God with people. Okay? Now, there are people out there that I, that I know, I know some of them that are very confrontational. You know, they... they they have this gift, but they share Jesus. I tell them they would share Jesus with a telephone pole. You know, if it moves, they're sharing Jesus. I'm okay with it. You know, you know people like that. I've, I've seen some of them. I have a, a couple of my friends on Facebook. And listen, y'all, I love to tell people about Jesus. I love to lead people to Jesus. But if I do, I'm not going to put it on Facebook that I did it. You, you hear where I'm coming from? But I got some of my preacher friends, they tell every time that they lead someone to Jesus. And they tell the whole story, and then they get their, amen, brothers, amen, brother, keep sharing it. And they get all of that, and I'm like, hallelujah, thank God there's another person. But here's what it does. The people that have that gift are not to push it over on all of those who don't have the gift, the guilt treatment. Like, why aren't you doing this? Everybody ought to be doing this. Man, listen, I've been there, done that. I've experienced all that. And the key is, yes, we're to tell people about the love of God. We're to do that. But I've learned this, that the Holy Spirit leads in those times. And the Holy Spirit is the one. And listen, if I could talk somebody into accepting Jesus, I can tell you by, by midnight, the devil will have talked them out of it. That's the truth. If I've got to talk somebody into it, then it's not going to be real. But what I can do is I can share, and then I leave the results up to the Lord. But the people that have this gift are constantly bringing lost people into the church. And they, they're loving on people, and they see people. They truly, truly do care, and they want people to come into the kingdom. So I, I love people that have this gift. And I, I, I hope you are not offended by what I said. I hope you just understand that everybody doesn't have it. But the point is we should all be willing to share the love of God and how we have our, had our lives changed. Amen? We should all be willing. Paul said always be willing to give an answer to those who ask for that hope that's within you is what to do. All right, next. Exhortation. Exhortation. This comes from a Greek word, parakaleo. Para meaning to the side of and kaleo to call near. So exhortation is a gift given by the Holy Spirit to effectively encourage and comfort others. They provide positive and practical steps for them to follow. So that word parakaleo is the, actually the word for the Holy Spirit. For the Holy Spirit, when Jesus said, I'm going to send you a helper, a guide, someone who's going to come alongside you to help you in your, in your spiritual journey. That's the same word that's used for exhortation. Isn't that powerful to know that? So when somebody has this gift of exhortation, they, they are willing to come alongside people as they're going through this time. Perhaps like what John's been through, or even what the Calverts are about to go through. And they're willing to come alongside and encourage and, and give comfort and provide help and practical steps for them to follow along that way. 
is great. Barnabas had this gift. And, and Paul recognized it in Barnabas. He said, man, you have got that gift of exhortation. And those that have this gift are great encouragers. How many of you in this room love it when people encourage you? The rest of you, you don't. Uh, how many of you like it when people criticize you? Man, I didn't see it. That's good. Not a hand went up. Okay. Okay, if, if it's what? Constructive criticism. But the truth is, most of us don't want it, Charles. We don't want Just give me the good, but don't give me the bad. All right? That's what they say. Here's next, faith. Faith. The word is, the Greek word is from a meaning that says firm persuasion. Faith is the supernatural gift given by the Holy Spirit to believe God's promises and to act with complete confidence in carrying out his will. It's believing God in his word, believing him in his promises, believing that God will do it. These, these are people that believe God for great things. And lots of times, they, they will, even though they know something hasn't happened yet, they're believing God will do it. They believe it. And they have... They have the gift of faith. And those are the kind of people that help encourage the body of Christ. And they help come along inside. And, and when I want to have people that have the gift of faith on, around me, okay? I want them near me on my teams as I'm doing things because they'll be like, Pastor, we can do this. Our God is great. Our God can do way more beyond all we could even ask or think. We're going to trust him. They have great trust in God because they know how big their God is. You know, they're the ones that they don't look, uh, they don't turn uh, the molehill into a mountain. They turn the mountain into a molehill. That's what they do. They, they're the ones that say, don't tell, uh, don't tell uh, your problems, don't tell God how big your problems is, tell your problems how big your God is. They are the people that have faith, okay? And that's a great gift to have within the body. All right, here's the next one, giving. Giving. These are the people with the supernatural gift given by the Holy Spirit to give above and beyond of their possessions and money to help meet the needs of others. These are the people, tithing is no problem to a person that has this gift. Tithing is the base to them. Tithing, they, tithing is the bottom floor to them. They give above and beyond the tithe. Why? Because they believe God. They have this gift of giving. And this word giving means to give, it means to give by hand or handling the, whatever it is, their possessions or their money. They like to actually Pull, it, pull out the money and, and give it to people whenever they know of a need. These people walk around with extra money in their pockets so when they see a need and they hear about it, they take the money out and give it to them. Give it to them right there on the spot. I've seen it before. I've seen it demonstrated. Now, they don't go around and, and brag and say, you know what, I just gave this and this to this person over here. Look at me. No. People have this gift. They, they stay low-key. Because guess what? You know why they stay low-key? Because they don't want everybody coming up to them. That might not be true needs, you see. But they have a gift that when they see a need or they know there's a need, you'll find them walking over and you'll find them handing out $100 bills to a need to meet it when it's a real need. Now, they have an ability... They, they, they watch their finances re real close. And they, if they know that something's not legit, you won't get a penny from them because they know that they're stewards of this that God's given them, their possessions and their money. And by the way, most of them have money. And the reason they have money is because they are willing to give it. I shared that even with some couples this week, too, that... I've met with that I know that the more you can trust your kids with stuff, the more you're willing to give your kids stuff, aren't you? 
I know I am. The more I'm, I can trust my kid with something, the more I'm willing to give them something. But the moment I don't feel like I can trust them, then I begin to want to hold back from them. But people that have this gift are a great blessing to the body. Okay, next. Healing miracles. Healing. The word right here is a supernatural gift given by the Holy Spirit to heal. Jesus and the apostles demonstrated this gift to reveal the power of God. What took place early on is that Jesus, did he heal everybody? No, he didn't. But he healed many. And he healed a lot of them based according to their faith. But what you see in this word heal, healing and miracles, that miracles actually means power. The power of God was being demonstrated. And so what happened in the, in the early as the gospel was shared, Jesus healed people, and it, it gave uh, credibility. It gave influence to what was going on, that this was from God, and many people believed. And so it was a, it was a gift used very early on. Now, within this gift, I'm not talking about those that say, come down here to the dome, I've got the gift of healing. Come down here and pay all your money to come to this thing and you walk across this stage and I'm going to lay hands on you and we're going to heal you and you're going you're to be healed. I'm not talking about that kind of stuff, okay? The people that have this gift and it's demonstrated, they're not going to be in it for the money. I've actually saw, saw it personally, experienced it one time. I was with a group of men that were praying for a child. And as an individual was praying, I saw, my eyes were closed, never open. And I saw a white hand go across my face. And I saw, it was a glow around it, but a white hand that was brighter than any white I'd ever seen went across in front of my face as this individual was praying for this child. And I'm going to tell you, when that happened, from the bottom of my toes, the bottom of my foot to the top of my head, I was lit up with the Holy Spirit. Instantaneously lit up by the Holy Spirit. God. Anybody know what I'm talking about when I say that? Yeah. You, you get those, some people call them them goosebumps feelings, all right? That chill, that, this was more than a chill that runs down your neck. This was an immediate sensation and I thought I was the only one that experienced it you know in that little circle went on down to the fellowship hall and was talking to another brother and I, I just said I had to say something I said did something just happen to you in that prayer time as he prayed for healing for that child and he said what are you talking about I said did something just happen to you and, and then he confirmed that the same thing happened to him and that's the guy that's in this church that I respect. And we're not crazy, y'all. We're not crazy, y'all. Well, that's debatable uh, about him, but no. <laughs> but the fact is this, it was real. It was real. I later went on and had lunch with this man that was praying, that prayed that prayer. And I wanted to know a little bit more about this gift that I saw. And... But you know what? As much as I saw that, I was like, man. A part of me was like, man, I wish I had that gift. Man, I wish I had that gift. How, how special it would be to have that kind of gift. But listen, I've come to know that God doesn't heal everybody. And when you're in a moment like that, you just marvel at the power of God. And you just be blessed by it. You hear what I'm saying? You hear what I'm saying? Listen. If you've never believed in the gift of healing, you be given a diagnosis that you only have a few months to live, you'll begin to believe in the gift of healing. And you'll begin to look and pray to God for that healing. And God desires to heal some, but others you may not ever know. But it's for his good, it's for his glory, and it's for our good no matter what happens. When I saw little Livy's granddaddy, Esther's daddy, 
I'll never forget when Matt and Esther got married and I was officiating that ceremony when uh, Roger brought Esther down front. I'll never forget the tears coming down Roger's face as he handed off his daughter to Matt. And you know what Roger said to me the other day, the first time I saw him, I said, we're praying for Libby. His first words was, God is good. God is good all the time. All the time, God is good. And I'm, I'm going, man, I'm, I thought I was here to help you, and here he is saying something to help me. You see what I'm saying? That's great faith, and that's where that man is. is. All right. But we're believing for healing, and we're believing for miracles with the power of God. Next is helps. Helps. I've only got a couple more. Helps. Helps is a supernatural gift given by the Holy Spirit to bring relief or assistance to others through deeds and support. The key word there that the meaning comes out of this is relief. You know, uh, I love the old Jerry Clower story about knock him out, John. Knock him out, John. And if you don't have never heard that old story, it's a southern story about a guy that had gone up in a tree to get a coon out of the top of the tree. Instead of he gets up there, Instead of it being a raccoon, it was a, one of them lynx or mountain cat. And so that old cat began to claw on him. And he was up that tree, and old John was up there shouting back. And they were shouting back to John, knock him out, John, knock him out, John. Well, he, was, he said this, y'all just shoot up here amongst us because one of us has got to have some relief. All right? Just shoot up here amongst us. Because one of us has got to have some relief because me and this cat can't keep going like this up in the top of this tree. Well, that's an old funny story. I don't know if it's true or not. But, but when people have the gifts of help and people are going through some tough times, they are the ones that come in and provide relief and help and support along the way. This is a great, this is a serving gift. It's a great gift. It's a blessing in the body of Christ. All right? You can write down in your notes. That's the knock them out John uh, gift. Next is hospitality. Hospitality. Sp supernatural gift given by the Holy Spirit to bring to, to those who cheerfully provide an open house to people who are in need of food or, and lodging. These are the people that have that ability to open up their home. And, and you know, have you ever been into somebody's home and you did not feel welcome? It's kind of like, we're here, but they don't really want us to be here. It's kind of like some of, your uh, some of your relatives you visit sometimes, okay? We're here, but they really don't want us to be here, all right? You know, they say like relatives like fish. After a couple of days, they both begin to stink, all right? You need to get something out of the house. All right, like dead fish. But the people that have this gift are the people that when you come into their home, they make you feel like you're a king. They make you feel the most welcome. They make you feel like you belong. Uh, got a good buddy up there uh, in uh, Bethlehem. and I, Everybody calls him Cuz. But Cuz said he had a grandma that would say this when you walked into her home. She would say, Make yourself at home or go home. Make yourself at home or go home. But she, now I don't know if that's the gift of hospitality, but she was a straight shooter. She was just saying, just make yourself at home. You know, kick, kick your shoes off, relax. You know you got this gift. We, we've got good friends, um, the Tuttles, Phil Tuttles, president of Walk Through the Bible, but I love the fact about when Phil comes to our home, he'll take his shoes off, he'll get in the recliner, let it back, and fall asleep while he's there on a visit with us. Now, that's, that's somebody making themselves at home, isn't it? You know, I, I, it's not, it's my recliner, but I don't sit there that much. Kids know that. But, boy, everybody that sits there falls asleep. We had a meeting the other night. The brother that was sitting there, was, I looked over, he was gone. You know, we had our meeting going on, but he was gone. But hospitality, these people that have this gift, these people that have this gift, they open it up, they're gracious, they want you to be there, you feel loved. 
and aren't you glad? We need those people. These are the kind of people you want to be hosting your small groups that you want, they want to be there. They, you want to have people in. And then finally, here's the last one for today. Knowledge, the gift of knowledge. The Bible also says it's the word of knowledge. This is from the uh, word log, lo, is it, how do you say it? Is it logos, L-O-G-O-S, or logos? Either way, it's L-O-G-O-S. It comes from the Greek word meaning to know, to know is what it comes from, to seek to know, to inquire, to investigate the truth. These are the people that have the gift, supernatural gift by the Holy Spirit to know deep insights into God's word and to bring illumination of these insights that cannot be explained through, through human reason. So they're able to take, through the word of knowledge, they're able to take the word of God and explain the deep things of God out of it. Do you know that the Bible says that the man who delights himself in the Lord, that the God will show him the deep things of the Scripture? Do you know that if, that if you walk and have that kind of walk with the Lord and, and have that gift, God will show you some deep things? And why does he show it? So that you can walk around and, and act like the Obi-Wan Kenobi? No. He gives you these gifts so that you can bring a word, a timely word to someone that is going through an experience or a timely word to somebody that's getting ready to make a decision, an important decision, whether their career or, or some other course change in their life, whether to be married to this person or to be waiting for someone else. You want these kind of people that have a special deep insight into the word of God. Okay, so that's the first 11. I think we got 10, about 9 or 10 more to cover next week. So thank you for listening, and I hope you've learned a little bit today. Uh, if you want to know more about this, Caleb's got it up here, next slide, for you to, here's the steps to do. You go to our website. Go to our website, gratischurch.com. Go to gratischurch.com. And then you go and click on connect, go down to ministry, you have a spiritual gift. When you go through, it explains right here, when you click on it, you, you put the denomination Southern Baptist Convention, you fill in your personal information, and you do your email, why? Because they're going to send you the results back once you take it. And then once you get those results, then you can send them to Caleb at gratischurch.com or either send them to me. We want to know. So this, it, it doesn't take long. It doesn't even take 15 minutes to take this one. And you can do that, okay? All right. Let's pray. God, thank you.